previously on the Retro Rewind Podcast. Hey, Francisco, you know how the first episodes are so not rated the way we rate things now? And we talked about going back and redoing them. So for, it's a more fair to the ones that we have now. Yeah, like actually like try to do that. But unbeknownst to Francisco and Paul, a darker will was at work. Why are you test piloting and going back and not someone else? The captain should stay with the ship. I would not want anyone else to sacrifice their lives for it. The temporal displacement manifolds are returning from quantum infinity back to our own temporal reality in no discernible pattern. There, that should do it. Engineering con, re-rewind is ready. Install the quantum jump drive and temporal data into the Thunder Road 2. QJD is spun up two, one. Way! Jump, what's happening? Anyone got an Omega-13 lying around? With the crew of the RR Pod still coming to terms with the loss of their friend and captain, Exo Paul decides to move forward with broadcasting a previously recorded mission. Tonight, we will be broadcasting our final mission to Middle Earth for our listeners and in the multi-purpose room. We had been planning to release this at Christmas, and we are going to continue to do so. But this time, it's in honor of our dearly departed captain. And remember that we have several ships clergy if you need to talk to someone to help cope with our loss. Thank you all for your service to the movie game time continuum. We cannot achieve victory through strength of arms. I have strong arms. Not for ourselves, but we can give our listeners a chance to hear this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Scanning for the Lord of the Rings, the Return of the King, 2003. Prepare to rewind in 3, 2, 1. Merry Christmas, Rewinders and new listeners. Uh, Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 166, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. And if you end up loving the show and want to see it thrive, you can become a reflux capacitor, making our time travel possible, alongside our patrons, Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keane, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, The Feeling Film Podcast, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, Mrs. Lomax, (laughs) Andy Lewis. And three other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so much for supporting us on Patreon. I am Francisco Ruiz, your captain of the pod. And sailing with me, as always, is your XO, Paul the Master Interrupter Powers. Never, never thought I'd die podcasting side by side with an elf. How about side by side with a friend? I, XO, I could do that. But before we get there, (laughs) who is rewinding with us for Return of the King? This time out, we are joined by security officer Christy Ruiz. Welcome back aboard, Christy. Christy Ruiz. Hello, thanks. Welcome back, Christy. I had to give you crap because that's my job. Yes, you're an official crap giver, I guess. <laughs> yep. The security officer, not crap officer. Well, Thank you, husband, profession- for calling me the crap officer. No, you just you <laughs> said giving crap. Oh, but yes, and professionally, she gets paid to do it. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. But thank you, Paul. Uh, and looking forward to hearing from both of you later and also finding out how we each answer this movie's trivial question, which is Billy Boyd's singing scene largely came out, came about because Philippa Bowens, who's one of the writers on, uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, went for a night out at a karaoke bar with Boyd and other cast members, and she was very struck by the quality of his voice. Remembering that Denethor asks Pippin to sing him a song when Faramir heads off to war, she resurrected the lyrics from the novel, and Boyd himself came up with a tune for it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the question that for us is, if you were going to sing karaoke solo... What song would be your first choice to sing? So we will each be answering that question as the show progresses. But for now, XO, here's your course for this episode. First, our roundtable discussion will consist of the trailer, synopsis, production details for The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Then we'll discuss the things we liked and disliked about the movie. We'll follow that up with our final reign of classic, nostalgic, or tragic, and then come back to our own time with feedback and announcements. Got that, XO? Got that, Captain. <laughs> Sorry. Course laid in. Alice, rewind when ready. Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. We've run out of time. Either Frodo destroys the ring or we face Sauron's victory. Tell him about Frodo. Frodo, get down! The sound so Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, rated PG-13, starts Wednesday. That is an epic <laughs> right? spot. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Much better than some of our past ones. Yeah. In fact, it just calls to mind and brings to back <clears throat> the memories of this film. And before we rewatched it, uh, we jot down some of our memories and mash them all up into our memory mind melt synopsis for Return of the King. And here it is. The fellowship is still broken. Frodo and Sam have to follow Gollum into Mordor as they walk up the st- steepest steps ever made, which happen to be right next to the best haunted castle in all of Middle-earth. They fight each other and a spider. Frodo almost keeps the ring. The other hobbits are rescued, and they go to the White City to help with the war. Pippin sings beautifully for Boromir's dad and his troops. Then he kicks the tires and lights the fires. (laughs) Uh, Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn go get the dead to help fight the war, and a huge battle at Pelennor Fields makes Battle at Helm's Deep look small. The evil Black Knight is called by no man Eowyn <laughs> and is killed, is killed. By no man. thank you by no man Eowyn and only 32 endings can satisfy the Academy of Motion Pictures to award this film the coveted best picture of the year all of these endings are heart wrenching and we all sob like babies I th- man I think that's Pippin didn't only sing for the king not oh no well... troops no yeah, he didn't <laughs> it was just the courts, the the like servants there. So yeah. that is good enough for me. Gosh, I think we get our memories perfect on this, guys. <laughs> uh, based on those memories, as flawed, well, okay, they weren't super flawed, but there was some flaw in them. What rating did they lead you to predict for this movie before we rewatched it? Uh, classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Uh, how about you, Christy? Classic, duh. Classic, Paul. 
nostalgic. Uh, really? Okay. <laughs> and I predict a classic as well. So we'll see if those pan out. Paul, what were the technical details of the production of this film? All right. Return of the King is... Uh, not rated, runs an hour and 38 minutes and was released. Not this as a version, TV Paul. Movie. Not this version. Not the animated version? No. This is the Peter Jackson 2003 version. Oh. Thank you very much. Okay. Lord of the Rings Return of the King is rated PG 13, runs three hours and 21 minutes. If you watch the short version, yeah. <laughs> It was released December 17th in 2003, and it was uh, directed by Peter Jackson and stars Elijah Wood, Viggo Mortensen, Ian McKellen. You get the idea if you've seen the other two movies. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, as Paul alluded to, most of the actors we're going to name uh, were also in Fellowship of the Ring, which we covered in RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 105, and The Two Towers, which we covered in slash 137. But in addition, uh, Sean Astin, who played Samwise Gamgee, was Dave in Encino Man, which was slash 67. Aw, Dave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Elijah Wood, who played Frodo, was also one of the kids in the Cafe 80s from Back to the Future 2 slash 74. Yeah. Sean Bean played Boromir, very slightly <laughs> in Return of the King, but he was there, as well as 006 slash Janice in GoldenEye slash 100. Ian McKellen was, of course, Gandalf and also played Magneto in X-Men slash 111. Hugo Weaving, who was Elrond, also was Agent Smith in The Matrix slash 133, and Ian Holm was Bilbo, as well as the priest in The Fifth Element slash 15. Mm. Oh, interesting. Corbin, Corbin, Corbin Dallas multiple. Exactly. How did this movie do at the box office, Paul? I pretty pretty poor, right? Yeah, this movie was made for all, almost a hundred million dollars. Oh, how are you going to surpass that? That's so much money. I know, but for some miraculous reason, it went on to gross over one point one billion dollars. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So, uh, well good done. on that. Jeez. So, Lord of the Rings in the U.S. box office uh, for fantasy and uh, and live action in the U.S. box office. Let's mm-hmm. There's been 138 of them. Live action, fantasy. Uh-huh. Where do you think between 1 and 138, Lord of the Rings, Return of the Kings lies? Hmm. Chrissy, what do you think? Number one. Yeah, I mean, I I guess it's. I'm trying to think of any other fantasy movies that could compare to this. Ah, jeez, but and none come to mind. So I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go with number. I'm gonna give it some leeway and say number three. Wow, it is number three. What? Oh my yeah. gosh! It was number one when it came out. Oh, okay. uh, since then, Harry Potter oh, and the sure. Deathly Hallows Part Two, the last one, mm-hmm. is number two, and the latest Beauty and the Beast live action. That's number oh, one. Oh, of course, but uh, that's not kind of inflation. So if it's inflation, this would be number one. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously. One billion dollars for a four out well three and a half hour movie. I mean, that's commitment yeah. of the fans. So there's gotta be lots of things people like about this movie, even just mainstream moviegoers, probably. But you know what? You're here to listen to our opinions Hi. about what we like about Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. And let's start with Christy. What's one thing you liked about this film? All the things. Yes. I did too. In particular <laughs> Andy Circus. 
Ooh, was it was it that you like to? See, it was cool seeing him live action as yeah, sort of the also, start of this. Film? He's just so talented. Oh my gosh, mm. yes. And seeing him, he seeing him for the first time in these movies, but then seeing him as a live action actor, mm-hmm. and then also seeing him in Black Panther and in Star Wars. Which one was it? Oh he yeah, was Snoke in Star Wars. Yes, that's yeah. right. And I mean, we'll, we won't talk about King Kong because that could cause some long, drawn out rabbit trails. But I'm just saying, he's super talented and remembering. Did you, me- did you mention Planet of the Apes already? Sorry, no. Oh right, yeah. Because no. he's he's Caesar. I still haven't seen any of those, but I think he's oh, the main yeah, yeah. Caesar yeah. monkey or something. Better talk about the Marky Mark version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, just the sheer talent and the voice and the, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the work he put into it. Like, he didn't mm-hmm. just halfway go through, I don't know, many dedicated actors that do. Mm-hmm. That are like, our beautiful friend, Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> oh, and yeah. Smaug. But anyway. Yeah. And I'm curious, just since we're on Andy Serkis, this is a total aside. Did you realize he's actually done a... Uh, I don't know if it's a dramatization or just a narration of the screw tape letters. Oh, really? Yeah. Either oh. he's done the whole thing or he played, uh, is it Wormwood who's the underdemon or screw tape who's the underdemon? I don't remember. Okay. Wormwood? Well, yeah, he, he plays so. one of them. My so dearest Wormwood? That, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he, so he must play screw tape. I think that's what it is. So is this like on, on a play or is this like an audio recording? I think it's just we, an audio recording. Oh, okay. I'll have to look that for one. that. Yeah. This Although be, it might be really weird and I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this would be back in the mid 2000s, I believe, when it came What if out, he said it as Gollum's voice? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. But uh, yeah. Paul, I'm curious, did uh, Andy Serkis or any other performance make your like list? Yeah, actually, uh, my first one that my first like listed is the acting, not just by uh, well, yeah. uh, Andy Serkis, but by everybody. All the main characters have their moments, and it's yeah. just like where, boy, they nailed it. I mean, they it, the acting all around was good. I mean, they even had the Wilhelm scream in there a couple of times, <laughs> yes. which was fun. <laughs> yeah, always. I know. <laughs> so I'm- you had the range between well acting and then like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's and that's such a. I don't know. I find that to be a fun treat to hear that. Yes. I don't know why directors are like no, do you that man. It's like an Easter egg, you know, exactly. that you get to find. Exactly. It's fun. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my first like is sort of in the realm of that, but it's very very specific for me. I I really loved the interaction. This happens pretty much close to the beginning of the film. The interaction between Theoden and Grima, and I can't. Honestly, I can't recall if this is in the not in the theatrical. It is in oh, the extended yeah. though, which is what we watched. So we're channeled over because that came out two thousand four. Shh, don't tell anyone. Uh, but Theoden offers Grima forgiveness for yeah. when he's and I just I had forgotten about that and I thought that was just so beautiful, especially the change in Theoden's heart uh, compared to how he was. He is wanting to kill uh, Wormtongue. For good reason. Two towers. Oh yeah, for good reason. But that he saw just how much power Saruman had over him, and that right. and that Grima wanted to actually go back. Oh, I was just I was so heartfelt about that. Uh, Saruman 
slaps him down and it totally earns him stabbing him in the back uh, so multiple times. Multiple times. <laughs> and and then uh, Christopher Lee playing Saruman so like vindictively just picking at everyone's uh, uh, flaws or their insecurities to mm-hmm. sort of get them to uh, let him go. I, it's just like you guys said, played so perfectly and I, I just love that whole interchange. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what I realized? This movie takes place after. Gosh. Are you done yet, Paul? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Enough. Anyway, <laughs> yes, that happens after that. But let's go back to Christy. What's something else you liked? Um. All the things. all the things. Um, but specifically, I'm only allowed two. One more, and then you're a classic maker. The thing you like the most. But somebody else has to bring up this thing. Uh, let's go back to Paul. What's something else you liked? Uh, the cinematography in this is amazing. Just like the previous movies, the the camera angles, the coloring, the lighting. It's it's all shot so well. It's it's like if I were to ever make a movie, it's like, yes, do it like this. <laughs> and that is exact. We are right on par. Right, right <laughs> one for one. I don't know what I was hoping one of you would say. Maybe it will be your classic maker. So. Maybe it will. Maybe, but yeah. Oh, this movie is just so gorgeous. I just wanted to keep looking at it. It's just so beautiful. Oh, man. And I don't know why it struck me so much more than the past movies. Probably because the technology had just advanced even more so, even in the couple of years since Fellowship. I mean, Fellowship is still, I think, overall my favorite movie. Same here. But this one just looked so good. Andrew Lindsay, I believe, was the DP on this. He did such a great job. Well, oh, Two Towers goodness. is not exactly a light movie. That's true. No. It's That's a very true. dark movie Yeah, in all, a that lot just of help it. senses of mm-hmm. the words. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yes, I would agree with you. Even the part in... Mordor when they're crossing mm-hmm. the light that they choose to use mm-hmm. and how they um, just like the stark contrast between the lava mm-hmm. up against the yeah in this in in when they were crossing the on the way to Mordor there were a lot more grays but in this there seemed to be more I don't know there were more darks and lights wait yeah. are you I, talking I re- about Moria Paul I, mean, I, I don't know I can't no, keep track the, of all these weird the names towers. In the two towers, in the two towers where the bogs were like, oh yes, yes. that's that's the the dead marshes, dreary and almost colorless. Yeah, right. right. This seems saturated in dark and light. Oh yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because well, I mean, it makes a point of the movie. Mm -hmm. You have the stark contrast between the silver city and each are becoming more powerful, and as they move toward their final battle, yeah, Yeah. that's a good Mm -hmm. point. Interesting. Uh, how about you? Uh, You're welcome. How about you, Christy? What's something else you liked about this film? Was it the cinematography as well? Or something I else? love this. I love, I told you everything. It's yeah. making me choose is like making me pick my favorite child. Um, I have one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Future children. That was listen easy. To my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know some of them were put in like computer generated, but I also know that a lot of the originals were not, but the horsemanship 
Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I always pay attention to that because um, I think it's really important when the horses are a big character, especially for the kingdom of Rohan. Mm -hmm, Like their horses are characters. They each have personalities and they're attached to specific riders. And Mm -hmm. even Brago comes back out. Yeah. Um, you see him again. Aragorn's horse, for those who forget. Yeah. Now, the scene where um, Shadowfax is riding, Gandalf is riding out on Shadowfax to scare away the flying um, Oh, Nazgul. that makes me cry every time. But then when he banks, after he like shines a light, and then he banks right yeah. to join them as they go, that shot, to me, just looks so amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, is, is that so... done right? Is yeah. that Yes. I mean, okay. it's not... Obviously, in McKellen writing, if you look at the special like features, you'll mm. see the the person riding Shadowfax mm-hmm. and Shadowfax the actor horse. <laughs> yeah, they're not using um, a, br- uh, a bridle. Oh, a bridle, okay. Or oh, okay. a full saddle. So, and they're not using a barrel either, right? No, it's a real horse. some of the actors ride them on up close parts because you have you have large people that are looking supposed to look small. But on, to, so you have but to on like, that scene, on wide shots like that. No, no, it's oh, not at all. Horses, and when yeah. the Rohirrim ride out, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah. I that watched each individual scene. horse. I mean, I couldn't watch when they clash because I can hear the horse screams that they put in and the people yeah. falling, and I could see, and I know their computer horses falling, but I still like cry and like wince and and I cover my face every single time. Aww. But but the when the Rohirrim go out, I'm or when they're sla- slowly riding out, when Faramir brings his horses out, like every single time when you watch all those horses in a line, yeah. people don't know about. Doing that, you have to, like, you pick the horses who stand next to each other, and having horses ride in a line is very difficult, and all those actors slash horsemen that are doing that, then you add in Shadowfax and his rider, and the fact that he's using either a white rope or um, none at all half the time. Um, It's just, it's beautiful to watch, and it's fantastic, and I really appreciate the care and attention they put into that, because of the massive character that is the kingdom of Rohan. Yeah. That's a great one, Christy. There you go. Some little uh, facts for you. So, (laughs) well, I mean, also some of them are repeated. I noticed that this time around, but obviously you can't have thousands of horses. Like you can't have 6,000 head of horses. You have six, like, yeah, you have to yeah, and shoot them in like, different yeah. ways. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Which is probably what they did or 200. Oh, sure. 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 It still looked Amazing. Yes, indeed. Wondrous. Uh, well, with that, I think let's go to our classic makers. And I'm going to kick us off. <laughs> oh, every time. <laughs> the, okay. So every bit, pretty much every bit of music in this movie oh, was yeah, just so, 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 so remarkable. I love the themes <laughs> that Howard Shore did. I love the singing that Billy Boyd and Viggo Mortensen did. And oh, and uh, Liv Tyler also in the extended edition, she sings in the House of Healing. It's just uh, is that who sings at the uh-huh. end? Because oh. I'm like, no, that's not Liv Tyler. I'm, I'm, I'm no, yeah. I was thinking this isn't Enya because Enya sang on the first yeah, one. No, and I was it's like, Annie oh, Lennox. Oh, yeah. Which I actually prefer her voice to Enya's voice. Oh, I prefer Enya's of the of all the. I forget if this is a dislike for me, but Fellowship. That's the one song I really don't care for. The the, uh, the end song for Fellowship. 
Uh, but man, this end song for this movie. Well, yeah. <sighs> Everything gets me every time. It, it's so heart jerking. Oh my goodness. I remember bawling in the mm-hmm. theater. Me too. And my, my deaf friends went with me and one of them started trying to sign to me, trying to talk to me. And I was like, I told him to shut up. <laughs> Because I was like, I'm, he goes, did you love it? How was it? Da, 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 da. And I was like, you shut up. I'm not done yet. And I just sat there watching the beautiful sketches and yeah, sobbing because yeah. I knew it was over. Yeah. And I was like, it was over. And then the, the movie, I mean, we'll probably talk about this later, but the movie was like, oh, here, it's an ending. Just kidding. There's a little more. Oh, just kidding. Here's a little more. Oh, just kidding. How about we rip your heart out? <laughs> and then rip your heart out again. And um and then and then here let me shred your heart. Okay, All right, so now. on the flip side, Francisco, I have a couple. I have actually, I already asked you about the. You said it was Annie Lennox. Yes, but on for this reason, or for sorry, for this showing, for some reason, mm-hmm. during some of the battle scenes, especially the one where it's like that city where uh, Boromir's brother is, Asgiliath. Uh, uh, yeah, when they're attacking, there's a lot of rah, rah, you know, like that. But the music almost sounds like the there's only a theme. A there's theme. N- no, but it, and it's hard to hear the music between all the like raw, all the roars and mm-hmm. all the clinging. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like electric guitar almost. Oh, huh. it, I haven't. I I'd have to go back and listen. I didn't. And I don't that, think but... it is. I just think it's the way it's like. It's it's definitely layered, and the only one that's coming up is sounding like that to me, and it's oh, it's so really the soundtrack again. Yeah, I would imagine that it would sound. They would want that sort of oh, not electrified, but very brash. Just yeah, uh, getting to distorted sound for a battle like that, where things are chaotic and. They're, and the good guys are losing essentially. Yeah, yeah, and so it's actually a little dis quiet. Rovesta. I've got cancer. Oh my gosh. My favorite part about the music was that they would introduce the themes before the scene happened, like with um, Shidob. And the more often I watch them, the more I can hear them introduce the theme, like by mm-hmm. two or three notes, I can hear it way ahead of time. Yeah. And like I heard them introduce that it. theme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they played, I think maybe at least. The very most three notes, maybe two, and I was like, oh, "It's Here it totally there. It is. I heard it. That's one of my favorite. Like, let's play games with while watching the movie. <laughs> the theme of, exactly. and then being able to recognize them on like theme within a theme. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that was my classic maker. How about Christy? What was your favorite thing about this film, other than all the things? All the things. You guys didn't. Still, no one has said the thing that needs to be said. Okay, well then say it. No, I have two. Then that would make me have two classes. Oh, and I'm not allowed. Apparently, I'll break all the rules. Well, you like all the things, so might as well break all the things. Well, I might have to mention it if nobody else does. But, um, I was no, that's not what I wanted to say. I really like Aragorn's Aragorn's Aragorn's, uh, um, transition in this movie from ranger to king mm-hmm. yeah and one of my favorite parts of the movie i was talking to francisco about it earlier like i don't know a week or two ago the is the part where he is in the cave and calls to action the ghost dudes mm-hmm. yes the dead soldiers yeah yes i really really like um 
how they go in. Like, he's terrified, you can see, except for all of the stupid lines that happen ahead of it. But <laughs> he's terrified to go, and he, but he does it anyway. Like, the choice to take the sword, the choice to go into the cave, the choice to challenge the guy. He doesn't know what's going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. Legolas's arrows just go straight through them. So mm-hmm. how is he going to know his sword is actually going to work? But he mm-hmm. does it yeah. anyway. Yeah. And then comes out late leading this massive army and then does the honorable thing of letting them go. Yeah. We'll I had to pick something. It's later. like, I told you, I like all the things. No, that that is a really strong arc for him. I think it really magnifies how he is better than uh, Isildur in that he well, wasn't just... because he has the magic sword. Well, Isildur had the two. I mean, I guess it's broken. Well, but, but... He, was an heir. he wasn't an heir. Yeah, he has an heir to his dad. Well, yeah. Wait, who's Sealdor? Is Sealdor is the one who took the ring? <sighs> who took the ring? He cut off he the cut hand off... of Sauron. Oh, that's because his magic sword broke. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. It's not because the magic of that. sword. It's your character, man. It's the whole point of the movie is character right. people. Right, and those people should have took allegiance to him, and they didn't. And you know, right? Because no, I think those maybe I... they died before. I th- I can't remember if they died before that or if it was in, be- in the in between time between the that somebody who's read the books tell them. yes please do <laughs> that'd be very helpful it's probably a book thing but, I need to read those again but that yeah that's an awesome classic maker uh, Christy now Paul that leaves you what's your favorite thing about the Return of the King and I think this might have been my favorite on Fellowship um, or at least I mentioned it but it's basically the production design mm. is just top quality every little detail of every little armor and the scenery match, you know, some of the scenes like after, you know, 12 hours of, of the movie, they're still introducing new scenes that we haven't seen before, like new scenery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. And to be able to do that is just is, and they did such an excellent job of it, you know, and it, it's high quality all around. One little tidbit I learned. This I was trying to figure out how to make this a trivial question. It didn't really pan out for me. But apparently, and I didn't realize this, though I'm not surprised, one of the um, Oliphants is actually like life-size. One of the corpses of the Oliphant. Probably, I imagine, where um, Pi- uh, Pippin finds uh, Mary. Oh, yeah. That and, makes sense. And like... Apparently, Pierre Jackson didn't think it was big enough, but apparently right. it's the largest prop ever made. <laughs> <laughs> of course, so. Pierre Jackson would have that happen. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I mean, so that speaks to pretty much what you're saying, Paul. It is. Yeah. Production design was stellar. Lego lost its ride on the Nollifant. Exactly. Yes. That's still only, still only counts as one. one. <laughs> that's yeah. my favorite. And the, one of my likes that I didn't, I'm going to throw it in here because uh, Christy might throw in another like, it sounds like, <laughs> uh, is the dialogue. I thought there were so many great well, lines. Especially yeah. from Gimli. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, he got all the best lines. <laughs> I, he did, and it pisses me off. He <laughs> fell down drunk. <laughs> Which was funny. That's true. And, and I, my favorite part of that was when Legolas is like, <laughs> I really wanted to like throw in a little bit. <laughs> I thought that would have been funny. That would have been yes. Well, how come nobody's going to mention the relationships, the definition of friendship? Like, well, I think we covered that a bit in fellowship, but that's yeah. feel well, free just, to bring that up. Well, it just yeah. is enormously massive in this in this movie. Yeah, like in this day and age, we don't get. 
Are you speaking mainly to the Sam one between and Sam and Frodo? Frodo, yeah. Merry, and Pippin? Yeah. I mean, it, even Gimli and Legolas, they thought they were going to die. And they, yeah. oh, and they were like... I mean, we, we did in the opening, but I just... Just, uh, just things like that. So though. beautiful. This is what I mean. I, yes. If I can't carry it, I'll carry you. People make fun of yeah. it, but it's it's still... Oh, those great parts of the uh, film. Mm-hmm. I And we don't... I don't think people allow themselves those kind of relationships. I don't yeah. know about... Um, I mean, I know women are more bent toward having... being relational, and that comes easy, but the... the the representation of male friendship mm-hmm. being male friendship, not twisting it into something else in this movie is beautiful and with so much depth and so much more depth than I think many of the men in, at least in my surrounding world, like that I know of, Akka, my husband, and any other guys I know, don't ex- get to experience that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know. That's like a whole other podcast discussion about right but i think it's i thought it was beautifully done totally and i think people make fun of it because it makes them uncomfortable but hmm. that, sure. that would make sense yeah like they don't want to face that emptiness that they have in their own life so it's yeah easier to make fun of it yeah or the the fear of allowing somebody to see the well, it makes you vulnerable yeah yeah the ultimate like darkness in you like like uh frodo and sam mm-hmm. exactly I mean, frodo ultimately chose to try and keep it and sam's still stuck with him yeah anyway anyway that's just a whole other like you know four hours if you can't podcast so yeah if you can't remember the taste of strawberries you need a friend there to tell you what they taste like <laughs> uh, yeah because that'll help <laughs> just tell me what it tastes like. okay okay guys fine <laughs> summer well you know what those are the things we liked about the movie. Now let's get to your feedback, the things that you remember liking or not liking about this film. LJ Lowry says, Lord of the Rings, the five endings. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. A strong finale to a great trilogy. Uh, Andy Lewis says, loved it. Loved the whole Lord of the Rings series. Amazing. Celeste Morris says, the Eagles are awesome. Sam was the best friend of a hobbit could have. Ah, the start of my love of fantasy movies all with this trilogy. Mine too. Oh, yours too? Yeah, I didn't know anything about Lord of the Rings until my best friend was like, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. And I was like, Lord of the what? <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> then he, then we, we went and I was like, done. Done. Thank nice. you, Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Patrick Still Edwards says, uh, Golem gets terminated and Rudy won't let Frodo give up. <laughs> Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Carla Miranda says, Golem certainly got around a lot more in his scenes walking and talking to himself. The Eagles are awesome. And Ryan R. Jackson says, my beautiful wife took me to see it on her honeymoon. She rocks. Cool. Nice. Aww. And then uh, Limb Tapes says, this is great. Hope you'll stop by mine. Peace sign. And then Jesus M. Christ says, love this. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. A lot of love for the Philadelphia Eagles on this. <laughs> Don't think they meant those Eagles, Paul. The Eagles in oh. the movie. Oh, that oh, oh, geez. Crazy. Mm. Well, thank you so much to LJ, Andy, Celeste, Patrick, Carlo, Ryan, 
uh, Phi and Jesus for that feedback. Now we're going to get to the things. Uh, apparently no one disliked this movie, but there, there's got to be some things we didn't like about the film. And that's yeah. where it's our hard job to, to break those down for you. And or is it that hard? We'll find out. <laughs> okay, Paul, it sounds like you have something to say. So what's something you didn't like about Return of the King? One of the things that I didn't like is uh, the message that your heart can tell you if people like Frodo are alive or not. Just, you know, listen in your heart. What you mean your like heart? when Gandalf can? Yeah. Oh, like Aragorn's, Aragorn says that. Yeah. Wait, how'd you say it? Aragorn? Aragorn. Uh, okay. Aragorn. Aragorn. Which Aragorn. Is Arrogant Aragorn. 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 I always say, I think I always say Aragorn, but then but you, you guys corrected you me before. Hard. You hit Aragorn. Aragorn. <laughs> yeah, he's the like, what does your heart tell you? That's true. And Gandalf is like, he's alive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I disagree with you because oh, I think that because your heart will tell you if people are existing. Uh, you know, across it's, the world or not? No, it's not as literal and logical as that. Oh, I disagree. It's more like hope. What does your heart tell you? It's hopeful that he's still alive, that things are still hopeful, that things are still going in the right direction. Lucky break. <laughs> Could have been easily dead. I think there is another component, though, Paul, that uh, Gandalf has sort of a uh, more um, metaphysical and supernatural power than other characters in this film because he's right. sort of but I didn't take it that way okay, but I well. could see how if you're like hey Gandalf you have superpowers your heart can tell if people well, are alive or not what does your heart say you don't want to have to go in I mean this movie's long enough as it is you don't want to have to go on the backstory of how Gandalf has all these other powers that you're not really aware of and that's why he can really have a have a sort of a purview but, of whether Frodo's still going or not logical. You think it's less logical? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I didn't it like it. <laughs> no, then you're making it out to be. You're making it very yeah. like cut and dry. There's also yep. like anecdotal stories of actual people being close to relatives and feeling. Oh, like twins. They can feel each other when they get hurt. No, when people leave them, when they die, they can feel mm. that like loss or emptiness or something. I'm not saying there's scientific facts because... I don't think that you can have scientific facts about that kind of stuff. It's probably what you want, which is probably why you're making it a negative. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> eye roll. Well, Christy, what's something about this movie that made you eye roll? Oh, man. Some things. <laughs> um, Arwen's son. Yeah. That made me eye roll. It what? makes me eye roll every time. You don't like him? I think when he a good job. When he stares at her, all like, I'm going to murder you. Like, no. <laughs> I really don't read weird. that at all. I feel also, like... is it a boy, Arwen? How do you know? Or... It looks like a boy. Yeah, it's it an like androgynous to child to me. Uh, he looked he look boyish have, to you me. You haven't seen some of the kids I've seen because they have <laughs> pretty hair <laughs> like that. Some kids I've seen. That's not how I said it. I know. There's this, I was He's just taking it to it. another level. Yeah, exactly. It just creepy stares at you like he's gonna pull out a gun and pop you in the face. See now, I wonder if you're you're taking it. It's weird how different perspectives we have because I, what I brought to it was that he's like peering into her to sort of 
let her know that yes, this I am who you think I am. I am your son, as opposed to a just small some, child does not have the ability to do that. Also, no, but it's, it's a dream, not though. It's, it's yeah, not it was real a vision. PG running thing makes it look like he's a weird hind sort of thing. Oh, what a deer! A female it's deer. Got a, a hind. It's got a, uh-huh. a the, the booty. No, not a hind. A hind. Uh, never the mind. rear end? No, a deer. A it, hind. Yeah, okay. So him running looks like a deer? Yeah, it's weird. Oh, I, okay. I the didn't way that. The way the computer... Like, why can't you get a kid to run through the forest? Why do you need to computer generate the child running? I didn't think that they had, but okay. They definitely did. Okay. There you go. What? It's That's weird. Something. No, that yeah. is that is weird. That I didn't realize weird. that they had done that because it didn't look Nobody, CG to me. What? You can't run like that. Maybe it was a deer. Maybe it was a f- half deer, half child. <laughs> Maybe. So odd. But he is half elf, so you'd think he would be able to uh, move a little bit more li- lively. Maybe, no, it's Maybe not- children elves have deer legs. What? I don't so know. They we, run like we are getting so <laughs> off the road. Okay. So that's something you didn't like. The the kid, Argorn's son. Just like or Arwen's son. Fair staring enough. at you. Yes, staring. I don't, Some, just don't like it. <sighs> you know, something that I didn't really like. Nothing. No, there were there were things. Uh and you you sort of alluded to some of them, Chrissy, earlier, but Legolas's lines Don't take that, that from me. <laughs> you could have it too. Uh, the, uh, no, well, this is one where we both Legolas? looked at each other. Is that what it is? Legolas's lines? Uh-huh. Lego losses. <laughs> the loss of Legos. <laughs> exactly. Lego losses. But uh, me and Christy looked at each other and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is weird. Uh, toward the beginning, actually, this is where uh, right before Pippin is going to look at into the Palantir. Oh, the crystal ball. The crystal ball, ball the thing, yeah. And he oh, says, the the stars are veiled tonight. And you see stars in the background in the sky. Yeah, but now he didn't say all the stars. He just meant some. I no. thought that too when I said it, but I thought it was kind of a funny shot to be looking sideways. Yeah. That was And he weird. says a line about the stars. stars are veiled. Right before stars. that, is that where Aragorn is covering up Eowyn in the blanket? And it's, I think so. Yes, like all lit, like all bright out there, like uh, bright in that room. And it doesn't look like it's lit by fire, but it's like daylight, like shining down. And he says, "It's it's it's not dawn yet, or it's, it's not dawn not yet." yet. And he yeah. goes, "Not yet dawn." He goes outside, and it's dark out there. It's like, where is all that light coming from on the inside That's when he covers up the blanket? Great points. Lots and lots of. And there were. There were a couple, not the, yeah, they had LED torches back then. <laughs> they had and to then, make her look hot, man. It was like a, a, a she did look beautiful there, but but there were a lot of I noticed that a lot of things went dark, like oh, it's nighttime now. Oh, 15 minutes later, it's daylight again. And it's like there Paul, were Paul, will you stop foreshadowing my tragic maker, please? We just right, stop. Right. stop. I'll okay. save it. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you continue later, Francisco. Thanks. So that's something that I didn't like was right. that one line from Legolas. Not not some of the lines, yeah, weren't great of his, but that one in particular is like well, very. Was it the line that was wrong? It or was the, the line in in conjunction. placement in conjunction with that you see stars. It was like okay. very 
Uh, I don't think you know He's what's not, going on. He's not, but to be fair, he isn't looking in the direction that you see the stars. Uh, oh, yeah, Legolas, they're over there. <laughs> Turn to your right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Paul, what's something else you don't like? The CGI that we've been talking about, you know, oh. there's some mishaps like with the they with they don't behind sound apparently. Well, they're unfortunately they don't uh, look as well as today's, and I know it's 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 hard. Like I could tell the a lot of the fire scenes weren't mm. really fire, you know. Oh, sure, sure. Or there were some scenes where the Hobbit is looks like he's pasted in the middle of the scene. Oh just yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I know it's it's unfair to judge uh, a movie of its time based, you know. So I'm going to go with another one. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. The idea that you have these lights that are on, on top of mountains to send a signal to light up another light, mm-hmm. I, that's in, a cool in theory, but in practicality, who's living up yeah, right. yeah. on those ice top mountains all their <laughs> lives just for a happen chance? It needs to be lit in once thought, in twenty years. Well, I it, thought it's dark and 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 think it's lit because they saw the other one. But were you asleep? Well, I see. Here's the thing, Do you guys. Have to watch Here, here's how I explain it away. You have maybe a crew of five people at each of those really remote ones, and they have a shift of maybe they have a month's supplies with them, and then when the next crew comes, they bring the supplies with them to relieve them, and then you have you can take. Sleeping shifts, like eight-hour shifts between the two of you, where you're, someone's always looking. So I, I feel like that's feasible. It's not. I feel Is like that that's really prison duty. <laughs> yeah, right. <that's... laughs> you light yourself on fire just to light the beacon on fire because you're yeah. just done. Because you don't want to stack all that firewood. Who has? It totally to takes me out of the movie and okay. starts coming up with I'm, these. I'm able to explain it away, but that's fair. I can see why I it would take you I didn't think out. about it like that until this time. I was like, dang. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Like, oh, that would suck to have that job. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, to have that life. That's not a job. That's, that's a life. life. Yeah. <laughs> That one, scene. I'm telling you, you, sh- yeah. you just shift every month. It's not your life forever. You do maybe a major part of it one month on, two months off, or something. So, yeah, that's your you life. Better pay well. <laughs> oh, yeah, it pays great. Oh, yeah, you got as much free ice water as you want. <laughs> uh, Christy, what's something you didn't like? Sometimes I just want Sam to take off the backpack. <laughs> with the, with with the, the freaking pot. cast iron pans. Oh my gosh, that's so heavy. Sometimes. And then all they have is bread. And then, <laughs> Why do you need pants? And also, the orc <laughs> costume he chose had pants on it. <laughs> oh, see, I thought it so, just was part of. He just took those his along with him. I just was like, when he's when he's like going after the spider, and he's got a full backpack on with pants, and I was like, son, take <laughs> off the backpack and get it when your spider is dead. When the spider is dead, could you please just? Or use it against the spider. Take the pants. Just something. Just could. Who fights with a full backpack on? I don't. Well, when you're in the moment, you're not going to hold on, spider. He wasn't in the moment. He engaged the spider after the spider stabbed Frodo. That's true. And he's like, hey. But you could have like flung his backpack off inside the cave and then around Mm -hmm. and went, hey, with his sword and the light of whatever in his hand. And well, you don't know how obsessive he is about pants. I know. I just and then I he was like, want to leave him. And then I thought later on because when I noticed the orc costume also had pants, and then he chucked it over the edge of the cliff. I was like, 
Maybe it was like a joke. Like maybe <laughs> the pans carried from the very first time they leave well, all the way until the very end. It's almost like, well, I guess you could say it's him holding on to hope that he'll get to see home again if he keeps those pans. Mm. And him letting go of them is him letting go of the hope that he will see home Well, again. yeah. I mean, then that's when I thought, when I was like, he's got pants on his freaking orc get up. Like, dude, let go of the cooking <laughs> wire. I think the part that bothered me the most was when he purposefully engaged a spider. Mm-hmm. Because he picked up the sword and he picked up the light of Elendil mm-hmm. and... Didn't take off his back. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's fair. That's totally fair. As someone I learning to use that, weapons, yeah. I'm like, that's terrible. <laughs> anyway, well, he maybe the backpack was a uh, like a defense. So if the the stinger came at him, he would hopefully the stinger would hit the backpack and not him. Well, he's not like wearing the pants Honestly, like a cup. So I I didn't notice it. I was like, oh yeah, go get the spider. I'm like. Let me let me change it to my Nikes first and then go. <laughs> Hold on, bad guys. Hilarious. I'm running out of air. <laughs> Pumpy squeaky. <laughs> Time in. Okay. Uh, let's. That's awesome, Chrissy. Uh, yeah, I had never that's noticed awesome. that. Well, no, because I'd never noticed that, and I, I like in being made aware of new things like that. Uh, the last thing I have before we get to our tragic makers, though, is. Man, I, I, you can kind of explain this one away, but Elrond, I thought, said some of the effect of that Arwen's ship was the like the last one, yeah, and so she has to be she on it, it, or she missed it, yeah. So she's now and mortal yet, or whatever. And yet, there's these poor elven forgers that are stuck with Elrond, and yeah. just perhaps chance they have to be there to forge something. I'm like, so they don't get to go on to Valinor? Nice. No. Thanks thanks a lot, Elrond, for yep. keeping us back here just to forge got his maybe. It's kind of like the one guy who wants to set himself on fire. He has his yes-men <laughs> around that'll always do whatever <laughs> yeah, he says. What what, what, why would you like stand around whenever somebody's screaming, he's not dead, he's not dead. And he's, because the king is super, paying him more than the little guy king, screaming that. Yeah. And he's all like drinking oil and like acting like uh, bring wood and oil. It's so <laughs> well, he yelled at me, so I gotta do it. I hate that guy, I want to slap that guy in the face. That he, guy's a good actor. He did. I hate oh, how yeah, he, he eats did great tomatoes. Job. It makes me want to punch him every time I watch him eat those stupid tomatoes and the stupid chicken wing. I want how to it slap explodes. him. The, yes, I want to slap him in the face with this stupid chicken wing. How, how many takes of biting into a, oh, a tomato did it take for I it don't to explode? Even know. And that or is was it digital. Uh, that is John Noble who played Denethor, by the way. Great. John Noble, you made me hate Denethor. <laughs> so good job. Well, I think you're not supposed to like him, but yes, uh, he was He's a man. despicable very, Although it makes very... me giggle every time he runs off the edge of <laughs> the city in I a fireball. And I know Gandalf said he'll he'll know you're his your your he says to Faramir, he'll remember you're his son before the end or, or love you yeah. again before then. But I didn't I mean, I he did. And it was like, that, all right, there's uh, my son. Let's go die together. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I felt like that. That didn't. That, that was the one moment that didn't. That really wasn't the reconnection it. I was hoping for, Gandalf. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Well, I think with that. Oh, I forgot to say that I really like the meme, where, where somebody remember when it gets really hot out and they're like, 
Mordor's my backyard or whatever. I might oh, as well yeah, throw the yeah. ring out. Yes, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. Yes. That's a really funny meme. Sorry. That's okay. Say that. But let's get to the th- our tragic makers, the things we would definitely not meme. Or maybe we would. Who knows? But about when Return of the King. simply meme the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, never. I hate those. Never. They're always misplaced. Yeah. This is not the right line. Right. Anyway. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's start with Christy. What's your tragic maker for the uh, Lord of the Rings? Legolas Return of the lines. King. All of them are so dumb. I feel like he has a couple that yeah, are pretty good. Yeah, near the end. But the worst one, the worst one. <laughs> Here it comes. Is when people call him Legolas. <laughs> the worst one is when he's like, he looks left and looks right and he goes, the horses are restless and the men are tired. I want to go... I can't swear on this podcast, can I? No, no crap, man. But under like a 20 billion year war with the floating flaming eyeball and nobody can win anything ever. Giant <laughs> flying lizard. Dude, well, who wrote that line? I'm well, going to fire it? that guy. Who wrote that line? You uh, Fran covered Philip Bowen or Peter Jackson. Well, it was not good. Or maybe J.R.R. Tolkien. That could be. Nope. <laughs> was it you, Christy, who in previous... Uh, movies that we covered of lord of the rings you were saying that legolas is just basically the narrator he's yeah, going he, like, around says, saying the obvious that's the obvious for the stupid people like what is that like here, a person who doesn't understand what's happening because you're just watching this for i don't know Liv tyler <laughs> this is what's happening right now yeah like, he's the one that tells people they're taking the hobbits to the isengard it's true i just <laughs> He's not just a pretty boy. Like he can do stuff with his swords and his. But it only counts as one. I know exactly when you climb up an olifant. I'm just saying. Yeah. And then slide down its trunk as it collapses because you shot it in the back of the head with three arrows. He's a bad a man. Yeah, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty and swole I, move right there. The, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you are too white to say that. <laughs> I can say whatever I want. It's my pockets. Anyway, all right. Thank you for that, Cartman. Um, <laughs> whatever, whatever. I'll do what I want. <laughs> I just, every every time I watch this movie, I'm like, I love this movie. I love this movie. I love this movie. I love this movie. It's so great. Oh, I'm sobbing like a baby. The horses are tired. The men are restless. <laughs> or the horses are, see, I even said it backwards. It's so dumb. The horses are restless and the men are tired. You could say it either way. That's fair. Smart. Anyway. Right off. I'm done now. Give Legolas better lines. (laughs) Uh, Paul, what's your tragic maker? Uh, Aragorn's dead army. Really? I think it's amazing, right? Yeah. Oh, And then he says, hey, you're going to let us go? I'd be like, no, do you see that big flaming eyeball? (laughs) Not till it's all done, dude. This is just one battle. You are under my command, and you're to help us. This is just a little battle compared to the, the entire war. I did not even Once think about that. Sauron, and I've thought of this ever since the first time I saw it. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then, ah, oh, I'm going to let him go. because I, I think the, the thing with that, though, is that all those men didn't show up for one battle. It wasn't like... It doesn't matter. They're there to I'm serve just the saying, king. I think it's and it was like, hey... We're in the middle of a war. You help us win this war, then you can go. Okay. All right. I, the battle's not done, <laughs> so you're not done. You see that highway over there? Going, dead people. Yeah. There's like a ring somewhere. Make sure it goes no, into the lava. Argon needs to be 
stuck in um he needs to be stuck like on stepped on by a troll dude and be squished into Aragorn does? Yeah. yeah slowly until finally Frodo's finger gets bitten off and the whole thing can just be done. Yeah. The worst part of the whole ending there is watching the stupid lava melt again. Like it hardens and then melts and you're like, get there already. Get there for the yeah. love of God. Well, I get mean, it, there. it builds great tension, I'd I've say. I've already been building tension when it gets just like the five billion endings. You're like, tension, more tension. I can't clinch my butt any harder. <laughs> just melt, ring, melt. Do you know why it wouldn't sink right away? Because you find that it's quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was amazing, Paul. I thought you were going to give me an actual like middle or technical reason. <gasps> pulls that one out. That was hilarious. Oh, I wanted to think of that joke. Can all be great minds like Paul J. Powers, the master. No, I have to be Legolas with my <laughs> dumb one-offs that nobody. <laughs> Nobody thinks I can deliver good lines. So. You know, someone's got to be a diversion, Christy. It's okay. <laughs> Someone has <laughs> to be a worst. narrator. <gasps> a diversion. <laughs> well, that leaves me with my tragic maker. And like Paul was alluding to before, this this is actually based on an issue that I have with a how they uh, cinematized. I'm trying to think of brought to life what was in the book. How they mm. how they made for the movie, mm. and it's Shelob's lair. Now in the book, you get the impression that it's super dark, like you can't see. You're getting caught in webs that you don't know that are there, mm. and and that's why having the light of Lendil is so impactful because it can actually shine and you can actually see where you need to go. Not <clears throat> mm. not to mention thwart Shilo because of the the elven power in it that's very like stark and and. Um, like sort of like garlic to a vampire, that type of uh, mm. essence. Purity against yeah. evil. Very well mm. said. And so I hated, hated how lit Shelob's cave was. Well, I mean, you have to be able to see her. I, but here's the thing. In Moria, it gets pitch black. As soon as that octopus face guy in the, in the lake collapses the cave on them, it's pitch black until Gandalf lights his staff. And I was like... Oh, this is so. I love that scene because it's just so dark and you can't see until it's lit. And so I was expecting something on par with that for but how are Shilob's you supposed cave. To see Shilob and be terrified of her. You just you. I would just do auditory. Just make it really like you hear the skittering and until he gets out the light to and you're able yeah. to see a bit more. And then it doesn't have to last as long. Also, you could cut a lot more mm. time. But then it's only a scene. three and a half hour movie. <laughs> I hate Shiloh. Oh, well, I thought yeah. Shiloh was done really well, but the first time I saw it, I had to cover my eyes. Uh, yeah. Apparently, uh, Peter Jackson has arachnophobia, and so he oh, wants really? Shiloh modeled on the spires he's most afraid of. Oh, I thought wow. that was pretty brilliant. But oh, how could he that. make this movie? I, he apparently doesn't have it as much as some people that I know that can't even. Even anything that looks like the shape of one, they can't look at or even. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't realize it got to that to that level, but I guess that yeah. makes sense. But yeah, so that. Oh, I. I mean, it's just I hate that so much that it that that vision I had from the book wasn't 
wasn't yeah. put into the movie. And that yeah. would be like everybody's dislike when they read the books and watch all of the the Hobbits and the Lord of the Rings. Is they're like it's not a book, and well, I want to go. <laughs> but there's so much that I'm fine with them changing that isn't like the book, and it's okay. But this seemed like such critical, so critical to showing the the power of the light of Elendil. Well, it's um, obviously not that powerful. It's just a mega flashlight. <laughs> According to the movie, Maglite. Well, they so, were, so you, they reduced it to a, a glow-in-the-dark I, trinket. I guess, but if it's supposed to be the the best gift of all of Galadriel's gifts, it seems mm. kind of like eh, meh. I guess this is okay. I it might pretty. It's pretty. It is. I like how I like it in its way of how it's used, but I feel like it could have been even more impactful and more effective. More effective. Yeah. yeah. Did anyway. someone wind up drinking it? No. No. That would have been amazing. Okay. I would be like, oh, thanks for the best gift ever. Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> now I'm the best ever. Oh the star, the, like the light of, from a star. Like, yeah. That would, would disintegrate, yeah. Anyway, those are the things we disliked most about Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Now, uh, Alice, we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer. Do you have a... <gasps> Firing solution for us. She gave me a drink. I trusted oh. her. I busted. Disintegrated. Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. All right, crew. Do we rate The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and see this movie, whether or not you've seen it before. Nostalgic. We don't recommend a rewatch to those who've enjoyed it as kids or growing up, but not to those who've never seen it. Or a tragic, it's not worth seeing and it's not worth rewatching. If you have fond memories growing up watching this, leave those intact because a rewatch will sully it. So, what are our ratings? Let's start with our guest host, Christy. What say you? That Legolas's lines are tragic, but this movie is a classic. (laughs) 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 That was just for you, babe, because that's how you say things. I appreciate that. Thanks, son. Yep. Paul, how about you? Yeah, you you predicted nostalgic, so I'm I'm very curious what happened. Aragorn's dead army was tragic, but this movie's classic. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) high five from Uh far away. (laughs) All sharing kind. Shelob's lair was totally tragic, but this movie is a classic. (laughs) Yay! I feel like we need applause entered in there in post. Didn't we used to have like a sound effect for a unanimous or no? Am we I missed? did, yes, with me, you, and Kitos. Boom. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Blast from the past. Yeah. Well, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate Return of the King, the Lord of the, the, Lord of the Rings Return of the King, a unanimous classic movie. I certainly watched Fellowship and Two Towers before oh, watching this. You but. know what? I was surprised actually when watching this because it's been a while since we saw the, or a year a since year, we yeah. saw. It. But watching it, I realized watching it for the first time, like it only seeing this, I think it still holds up as a movie. There's definitely character arcs from the beginning yeah. and end, and I it does well as a standalone. But I think it does even way better as a you know the end of a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. don't. Don't try and watch Two Towers by itself. That really confuses. you. <laughs> of course, that's the first book I read. <laughs> oh, nice job. <laughs> of course you did. 
I didn't know what wow. it was. So I was like, in in the trilogy that I like, have sitting up there, Hood, Scarlet, and Tuck, which one would you think you should read first? Oh, definitely uh, Tuck, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> wow, that was the first book you read. Mine was probably some ABC book. No. But you're like, Paul. you know what? <laughs> I'm going to go right to Two Towers. The first classic I read was The Last of the Mohicans. Oh, cool. Oh, but I think that. I read the first paragraph like 80 times because I couldn't understand the first sentence. Because it was uh, the first paragraph. I felt that way of uh, Moby Dick. It said, call me Ishmael. I'm like, why? I know. I read that one, too. I, know. <laughs> I was like, what? Or the old man in the sea. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, anyway. You know what? I forgot one thing that I don't that really, really was miserable about this movie, guys. Are you sure it was about this movie and not some like weird uh, like <laughs> not, commercial no. you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> but All right. Go ahead. I, and I'm still torn up about this. That's over. I am so sad. Not only that Don't the movies cry are because it's the, over. These, cry because it happened. But no, I, wait, that's I, the I wrong line. So <laughs> sad that this is over. That now our podcasting about these this trilogy is over. It's just oh, revisiting this movie is so bittersweet because I, I love this trilogy and now it's over and. But now you can rewatch it and then listen to our review of it again. And then Anytime we can watch the commentary while That's we watch true. It. That's true. And we can start a new trilogy. Very true. All true. Okay. And it's going to be okay. But this one's over, guys. Nothing will make it more. It will be okay, though. It's true. Is this like your favorite movie of all time? Uh, no. I mean, oh, uh, Lord of the Rings as total? Maybe. Um, individually, Return of the King, no. Fellowship is higher. Anyway, I'm sorry, getting off on a tangent. I just wanted to share that because I, because I few movies it. affect me like this. But oh, excuse now me, everyone. I think it's, time. <laughs> sorry. it's certainly time for Christy to get back to her own time. But let's. How about the rest of us get back to our own time? Good old twenty XX, Alice. Comsat online, receiving incoming transmission. Vote on the movies we cover at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote. Buy our t-shirts at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store. Get bonus content and more by supporting us for as little as a dollar a month at Patreon at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support. Do and it. Obey, <laughs> obey my dog. Do it. Nice, guys. <laughs> and contact us at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash contact. How else can people reach us, Paul, and you specifically? You can talk to us on social media. We are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can also watch us record these very podcasts as well as live streams of video games and pixel art illustration if you follow us at twitch.tv slash Retro Rewind Pod. But if you want to find me, Paul J. Powers, you can go to pauljpowers.com where I have all my social media links. Or you can listen to the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Thank you, Paul, for being an awesome friend, an awesome brother in arms. Getting to do this podcast with you is a real joy for me. So thank you for being here to do it. Likewise. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thank you so much. I was going to say daughter's name. I don't know why. And thank you so much to my lovely wife for being here pretty much since the beginning, even the prototype episode. So thank you so much for being on this one and doing this trilogy with us, Christy. Here the whole time. The whole time. Oh, <laughs> uh, really appreciate you. Where can people find you online? Wherever Facebook, I want. Facebook, Instagram. Instagram is probably Facebook, but 
whatever, you probably already found me on Facebook. Some people, if I don't respond to you, it's not personal. Anyway, uh, Instagram is at ChrisKnits, K-R-I-S-K-N-I-T-S. Awesome, awesome. Thank you again so much for being back on the show, Christy. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I think you've ended always with that. <laughs> well, I have to then. That's my, your tagline. My fans. Your signature. Desire. Uh, of course. That I, I have nothing to say right now. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Most of all, as much as I like Paul and Christy, I really appreciate you. Yes, you listening right now. Hope Hoping you're having a Merry Christmas or a great holiday season. Uh, thank you for listening, wherever you're doing. Uh, and we really pray that you're more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX. And you can hire me to do pixel art illustrations for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr. Finally, we are proud to be a part of the Retro Junkies Network at TheRetroJunkies.com. And the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. You can catch us at either of those, but like your Pokemon, we got to catch you all on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Bye-bye, Merry Christmas. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega. Merry. And return As a Merry Christmas. Merry Pippin. Pippin Christmas. <laughs> I didn't think it would end this way. And No, the journey doesn't end here. Death is just another path, one that we all must take. The grey rain curtain of this world rolls back, and all turns to silver glass. And then you hear it. What, Gandalf? Hear what? The next episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. Well, that's not so bad. No, no it isn't. Wow, that is really tragic. And he says he'll be right back with more episodes. I should have checked that before broadcasting it to everyone. Guys, a ship just appeared out of nowhere on our port bow. We're being hailed. Open channel. Traversy drone trip to Retro Rewind Pod. I've got a message for you from a humanoid who says he's your captain. Hang on, wait, does this mean he's alive? Trimaxian, as in Max, from Flight of the Navigator? Records indicate that Unit 811986 logged a mission with that name, but no, I am Unit 12101978. Okay, okay, please deliver the message right away. Compliance, message sent to your database. I gotta get going now. Communications, are you able to read this message? Still unpacking it, but yes, the text is available while the audio is still decrypting. Thanks, Chief. Please show the text on the screen. Hello, RRP crew and family. If my calculations are correct, you will receive this message immediately after you saw the Thunder Road to disappear. No, your calculations are not correct. First, let me assure you that I'm alive and well. I've been living happily these past few hours in the year 1978. 1978? He's alive! Francisco's alive! He's in the 70s, but he's alive! Audio portion of the message is available now. We'll play it, dang it! Hello, RRP crew and family. 
If my calculations are correct, you will receive this message immediately after. No, no, no. Pass this. Pass this part. In fact, never play this part again. The time jump caused a gigawatt overload, which scrambled the time circuits, activated the flux capacitor, and sent me back to 1978. The overload shorted out the time circuits and destroyed the flying circuits. Unfortunately, the TR2 only partially functions sporadically. I have been watching the Superman movie while I attempted to repair the damage to the time circuit. Unfortunately, this proved impossible because suitable replacement parts won't be invented until 1985, go figure. However, Max happened to come along and he promised to deliver this message. So come and get me. Please. You have a time machine? You should have been here by now. Why aren't you here yet? Just kidding, guys. See you soon. Hopefully. Oh, and uh, there's some uh, red flashing light next to life support. That, that can't be good. Please hurry. All right, Alice. Set quarters for Superman 1978 and rewind when ready. Superman coordinates calibrated. 